Welcome everybody to a new episode of The Simple Christian. My name is Josue. Thank you for joining me today. This is another blessed day, uh, another day of just having great conversations and learning. Today I have a special guest. So if you're listening, you guys are definitely in for a treat. I have a great friend of mine. Um, his name is Josh. I'm going to give him a few seconds for him to introduce himself. So take the mic, Josh. Hello, my name is Josh Rizek, or Josh Rizek, my full name. I was a student at Southern Connecticut State University. I recently graduated my bachelor's in philosophy and political science. And yeah, that's basically myself in a nutshell. I am currently working and I just finished and I'm considering going back to school, but okay. that was my specialty. Yep. All right. So you study philosophy. Yeah, I okay. studied philosophy as my major, and I minored in political science. And what really got me into it initially was actually Christian apologetics. And what's apologetics? Apologetics is basically Christian apologetics, particularly, is just the defense of your faith. It's okay. the evidences for God or answers to questions like hard questions that we hear today um, about Christian towards our Christian faith. Okay, and so philosophy and Christianity, it is almost seen as if it's just too intellectual, a Christian cannot understand it, which we know is not true. But for many, they believe that philosophy is kind of in war with Christianity, as if they can't be in the same bandwagon. So what, do you, what do you think about that? I think it's kind of like, I think it's a really cliche view. It's a really... It's sort of like a knee-jerk, uneducated view. It's mm -hmm. like most, if you took any time to study philosophy, and even myself, um, when I studied, when I took classes that had nothing to do with Christianity, it was unavoidable to find people that had some belief in God or were even Christians um, that were monumental towards philosophy, you know, and even Christian concepts that made modern philosophical concepts as we know today possible. So... Before we get to the college setting, what brought you to the field of philosophy? Was um, it a commercial? Was it a YouTube video? Um, well, like I mentioned earlier, like it started with my interest in Christian apologetics. But I actually sincerely wanted to... When I, I actually learned from William Lane Craig, I really got interested in what he did. Okay. And to make it brief, just I wanted to get an objective like viewpoint on you know philosophy and uh, modern education without just coming from solely a Christian viewpoint I wanted to start from philosophy and see you know what that is and then go from there and see how my faith comes along with that and so you were willing to chase the rabbit to his hole yeah I kind of believe that and what a lot of great Christian thinkers were saying at the time like Ravi and William Lane Craig Ravi Zacharias is a great thinker, would say, like, study philosophy, you know what I mean? Just, you know, under, take it for what it is and learn about mm -hmm. it. Like, a lot of these great thinkers today, Ravi, William Lane Craig, John Lennox, um, these are people who studied philosophy in great mm -hmm. top universities. They didn't go to, like, a Christian college. They went to a regular secular college and studied, you know, philosophy and got their, their bachelor's. Okay, so for those who are listening, if you guys are, you know, interested in looking into William Lane Craig or Ravi Zacharias, Ravi does have a podcast called Let My People Think. Well, Lane Craig has a podcast called um, Reasonable Faith. I don't think John Lennon has a, has a podcast. He probably has been recorded, but I don't think he has one that's true to him. Yeah, he speaks on the Veritas Forum a lot. So okay. you can go to Veritas Forum. Okay, so being in a college setting and sort of being in, in this 
I don't know, I feel like when you're in a philosophy course, you think of it as everyone's waging war on someone else's thinking. As a Christian, going into a room uh, and, and seeing a, a teacher talk about one of the most personal things of people, and that's faith. Mm-hmm. How was that? How was your experience knowing that there are people there who didn't believe in God? That there are people who believe in God, but not the incarnation of Christ? Um, well, I took only one... There was ironically there was only one Christian philosophy class that I took, which was medieval philosophy, which mm-hmm. is actually about Aquinas, um, Saint Anselm, all these really middle age like middle middle age sort of Renaissance Christian thinkers. Yeah. And it was interesting to see him talk about something that he had no interest in and no nobody had interest in. And actually, I was one of the only students that had interest in that class. And to be honest, I didn't really have that much of an issue with most professors most of them even that professor who was an atheist uh, came from a from an objective standpoint and everyone else not everyone is antagonistic they just don't really see a reason to believe and they're hypercritical and that's philosophical thinkers are trained to be hypercritical hyper rational you think you think sometimes they can be way too critical and it's not that they can be but it's almost that to the point where they they suppress God. Uh, I think that they're working from they, a lot of them work from a presumption of atheism. So that's sort of that means that they a lot a lot of them already presume that God isn't real, and they they don't think that they they've heard, you know, Richard Dawkins. They've heard these guys, and it's almost even if it was a rational thing to believe in God, a lot of them don't want to because they feel like they'd be embarrassed. You know what I mean? And what do, you, what do you think would be the toughest or most complicated part of this journey in your philosophy course? I know having discussions about God is, is probably the, 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 the dish, right? The moment you walk into a philosophy course, you're probably thinking about God <coughs> and conversation and discussion. But what was the biggest hurdle going into um, these philosophy courses? I want to actually say one more thing towards that last question and answer your next question, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. To just to say, just to bring home the point about how philosoph- um, like philosophy majors and even professors think about you know Christianity and an argument for God. One of my my professors, she's a um, she was my logic professor and she was also my epistemology professor. Intelligent lady, very intelligent lady. She said once, and I talked about the ontological argument for God's existence, and that's a whole other thing, but it was basically a, a really well-thought-out argument for God's existence that I talked to her about, and she was like, yeah, I, I think that makes sense. I was like, you think it makes sense? And she was like, yeah, I don't know what to do. What, I mean, what am I supposed to do with that? You know, it makes sense, but I don't, I don't feel the need to believe in, in any of it. So I was like, here we have, a, like, I was surprised that I had a mm-hmm. professor who was like admitting to me that these were good this is a good argument these are okay. good that she didn't see anything irrational about god but she just had no personal reason to believe in it you know so um i don't know if that's interesting towards the first question i think it was important to answer the next question the toughest thing i would say is constantly being on the defense um over time but it, i actually found that to be the most enriching part of my experience so um, because it made me a lot more confident in my faith and that forced me to study harder and that's forced me to know more than a lot of people there so to give one example um, I remember I had a horrible um, project I had to do for my epistemology class and I had to explain 
it wasn't horrible. It just went horrible at first because my presentation <laughs> went horrible. Yeah. And I had to do a presentation about epistemology and Christian epistemology, and it, I didn't present it well. So, so before we get any further, yeah. you have to explain to the people who are listening, what is Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. Epistemology is... I should have explained earlier, but epistemology is, is the study of how you know something. So, like, what's the most reasonable way to say we have knowledge? You know, when can we say we have knowledge? Um, what, and there's many different philosophies on that. Um, actually, one of the most important uh, philosophers who started this journey of epistemology is Rene Descartes, who was a Christian. And he was a believer. Uh, but... That's no. I don't want to go on about that because I can talk about that for hours. Oh no, I'm but, sure, yeah, I just want to make but, sure those who are listening have an idea or you know a definition of epistemology. Yeah, so it's just a study of knowledge. It's a study of how you know something, like when okay. it's reasonable to believe something. But I was in my class. Uh, I had to do a, a presentation on Christian epistemology and why do how do Christians believe something? Like where do we believe we have knowledge? And it didn't go well. But what did go well was the 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 q a session after so i actually thought i was gonna get a horrible grade on that mm-hmm. i ended up getting a great grade because i had an hour and a half of all the students grilling me on my faith and my on what i was talking about okay. and yeah so that's one example of sort of like how tough it is i nobody else had that experience as far mm-hmm. as i know and everyone else was a non-believer so. Have you ever doubted your faith in being in a philosophy course? No, I, I wouldn't say I've ever doubted the core tenets of Christianity, like like the resurrection. I've never doubted um, any of my faith like that. Although, you know, being able to think and learn learn how to think more reasonably, mm-hmm. it made me like examine other doctrines. Maybe like I've sort of reviewed and gone through other doctrines. So, nothing. Nothing crazy, even no. Okay, so we, we spoke about your experience in the college realm and how it, it can feel like you're a, uh, I want to say, uh, what is it? It's a saying that Jesus says you are something among wolves. Sheep among, among wolves, 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 right? Yeah. Did, did it feel that way? No. To did it feel like at least you're maybe not the only sheep, but did it feel like you had a couple of sheep around you? Uh, there was about one or two other people in my department that were. Uh, one was considered he was Catholic. He said he was a, he was a believer too, but he was not very adamant about his faith. It was one other person I can't remember their name, but it was to be honest, a lot of people there. It's not that they there's not a lot of Richard Dawkins. There's not a lot of people who are antagonistic towards religion. Okay. They're just going to question you about your religion and your faith. And that, for the most part, makes people feel uncomfortable. It could if you don't know if you don't know the answers. Like for mm-hmm. myself, I already came into school with a lot of knowledge on apologetics and things that I studied on my own because I was so interested in it. Um, so I was never nervous. Maybe at first I felt that way because I was like, oh, what if I don't have the answer? Right. But then I learned over time, I was like, you know what, if I don't have the answer, I was like, that's okay. You know, I can, right. I can, I can be humble. And that's what we should do as Christians. When we have, we don't have the answer, be humble and just say, hey, I don't know. Let me see. And if, for most people, they don't care to listen after that. They're not going to come back and talk to you. But for philosophy majors, they're usually real inquisitive people, and they do want the answer from you. So they will come back to you the next day, or they will you will be able to follow up with them when you do have the answer. But mostly, I, I, I kept this idea in my head, like, if I don't have the answer, and if God is real, He can give me the answer, and He can yeah. help me have the knowledge. And I actually prayed a lot through that time for wisdom. 
and God helped me anytime I had doubts and I sought wisdom and I did my own research, you know, hand right. in hand, you know. I think it's tough. I like to talk to people about your, like your journey to your faith, who or what, you know, were you before, you know, God brought you into his presence? What exactly? Um, so briefly, I don't have a, a, a crazy testimony or anything that's, you know, like I was, I, nothing like, you know, I was a, like I've been through a really, really tough life or anything like that. But I would say that I was like most people. I didn't see importance of God. I didn't see, you know, I, I knew God was real, I, or at least I believed to an extent, but I didn't believe in terms of relationship, you know. Mm -hmm. And I remember I came to faith after I graduated high school, I'd say 2012, uh, living in New York. And I wasn't actually... What part of New York again? Brooklyn. Forgot. <laughs> yeah, I was living in Brooklyn. That's when you had your, your car job. Yeah. <laughs> I tried being a car dealer and I got out of high school. It wasn't work out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, actually, to be honest, I was never even an inquisitive person. I never cared about school. I never cared about any of those things. But as soon as I learned and became, as soon as I got saved, you know, um, I had a, a, an unlocking of my mind where I began to care about knowledge. I began to care about learning and learn about things in the world and just that's when it started putting me down that journey and um that led me to where i where i am today and where i went to through my time in college but to put it short i prayed uh, about having a relationship with god and not to waver and just to know him and i remember i had people from hillsong church talk to me and i started attending hillsong church Oh man, so hold up. So how was that conversation? Oh, um, well, I was on a train one day. I think I just looked really depressed and some people from Hillsong talked to me. For some reason, they can just, they were like, hey, you know, um, we just want to talk to you and just let you know, like, if you want to, I think these are very genuine people. And mm -hmm. although I personally believe Hillsong is a little too charismatic, there's a lot of things I don't agree with the Hillsong. Um, we know that there's light and darkness sometimes. There's, there's always truth within some groups of people that maybe are not fully in the truth all the time. Um, and, and I think that people who are in the faith, who are brand new to the faith, I think we expect them to know what is justification, sanctification, glorification. We expect them to know what Charles Spurgeon is and, and, and John yeah, Wycliffe yeah. is, and we uh, know all the theological points and, 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 and Tulip, and, and they're not going to know that, and we can't yeah. judge someone's walk with Christ based off, you know, those acronyms or... Yeah, exactly. ...understandings. It's like with um, when Con this whole Kanye thing, like people were saying, there's a lot of Christians that were like, look, you can't expect, none of you had perfect theology when you got saved. Absolutely. I'm sure none of us had perfect theology. I still, I still was doing the cross around on my chest when I saw Mary. Yeah. And I didn't know anything different. And that's prior to me being saved. And I think it was even within the time frame of when I was saved. I would, walk from Calvary Baptist Church, mm -hmm. I would see a statue of Mary, not knowing that in Luke 1, Mary was actually glorifying Jesus, it wasn't the other way around. And mm -hmm. I'm like, wait, hold up, this is blasphemy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think that they were part of my testimony, like these people just reached out to me and I remember it, it helped feed my, my hunger for the word as a new Christian um, and it was a start and eventually you know i started to learn more and my my doctrine became better and after that i got interested in apologetics and yeah so 
philosophy in one hand, Christianity in the other hand. It's like, if you have a mess, if you have eggs and, and baking powder and milk, if you have it on the table, it looks like, like a mess, but if you put it all together, you have a cake. Yeah. And you have a very beautiful thing. How has philosophy molded you and Christian? How has that molded you as a, as a human being, as a Christian? Um, I think the same way that I think it molded me in the same way that we should see our, you know, our faith mixed with reason and um, philosophy. So mm-hmm. uh, I didn't really explain this earlier, but to keep it simple, philosophy is just just means a love of wisdom. Mm-hmm. I think as Christians, we're allowed to love wisdom. We're allowed to not more than God, obviously, but God is the epitome of wisdom. God is the epitome of knowledge. Mm-hmm. He provides knowledge. He knows all things. Absolutely. So the way it's helped me is just. The more I've known, the more things I've learned, the more reasonable, the more rational I've been to, to search through my faith, the more my faith has sort of been strengthened. It's not the basis of my faith. Like my basis for my faith is the Holy Spirit, the inner witness of the Holy Spirit, which tells me the truth of, of Christ's resurrection. Mm-hmm. But apologetics and these arguments for God, these, these ability to answer questions about our faith, these have been things that have strengthened my faith. Um, and that's how we should view it, I think. As, as Christians, not that we have to have these arguments right and we have to know all the arguments, we have to know natural theology in order to have, we shouldn't base our faith on that stuff. But right. we I think it was First Corinthians where Paul said that I know Christ and Christ alone, I don't need to know everything else. Exactly. So here's an interesting thing since today we're going through a, a time of impeachment with um, President Trump. How do you feel as a Christian, are we or are we not held down by just one political party? Um, so I actually, I actually enjoy this question. This is a big pet peeve of mine in, in social media today and with people today. Everyone wants to use religion to convenience them. Everybody, even Democrats, you know, you've seen um, candidate Pete Buttigieg. He's sitting here talking about what a real Christian should be. What a, you know, oh, a real Christian want to do this. And he's using, he's using religion. Ironically, when Democrats do it, they have no problem. I'm being very partisan right now. But I will. I'll, I'll share. I'll share my actual objective view and step out of my bias as much as possible right now. After I say this, but to give an example, you know, we see people on both sides. We see Republicans use religion and use Christianity when it helps their campaign. We see Democrats doing it. I personally think it's really offensive, like when Democrats do it, because they're the ones who are constantly bashing Christianity. But yet, as soon as they find a way to say, "Oh, Jesus was a socialist." Now they're all of a sudden they're about Christianity. Oh, can you define socialist? Oh, socialist is. Wow, I mean, I wish a lot of people knew how to define socialist. Even some socialists don't or know how to define. You know, no, I don't. You know, if you don't know how to define socialist, or if there isn't just one form of definition when it comes to socialism, can you give me an example of what socialist is? Maybe give the person, the listener, a engagement conversation. Um, so socialism is just the government owned means of production. That's the shortest way I can say. And what I mean by that is it's the disbelief in private property. It's the belief that everyone has equal entitlement to equal things in a society and that we should all, um, there should be no private property. So, so in other words, listeners, what he's pretty much saying is you better start just giving homeless people money for free, even if they're not working because... You shouldn't be rich and not helping other poor. Yeah, it's the dis- it's the it's the rejection of the idea of of merit based reward in the society. So it's like you don't believe that that people should be rewarded or given um, their property or their their income through their labor per se. It's mm. 
like you don't have more merit on something just because you are the CEO. Like we should all have the same equal share of the pot. So, so who's, who's promoting socialism right now? Um, I would say. Well, I, I think I think his name goes by Bernie. Oh yeah, Bernie yes, Sanders, the heaviest. By Sanders. Bernie Sanders, the, the the one who led the charge on this. But um, a lot of I think the Democratic Party is going hard that way. So AOC is also going. Yeah, hard. yeah, AOC. I don't think they really like. I feel like Bernie knows what it is, but um, I feel like a lot of the younger people don't understand what it is. Like, I, think, I think Bernie knows exactly what it is since he's never had a job. Yeah, yeah. Besides, besides the government, which I don't, I don't consider that. It, the funny thing about that is that Bernie Sanders is always like attacking millionaires, but he's mm-hmm. he's part of the one percent. Right. He's part of the, the difference is that Bill Gates, you know, um, uh, Elon Musk, all these billionaires that he's constantly bashing. At least they created jobs for people. Mm-hmm. At least, at least they have through their business created thousands of jobs for thousands of people. Mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders hasn't created a job for anyone. Right. He's well, just. I, th- I think. I think <laughs> President Trump has actually uh, decreased the the black employment rate by. I think is down to five percent. Yeah, he's. I mean, that's definitely a, a good part about his um, during what's going on in the president right now. But I think one thing I wanted to say about this whole. Thing about about our faith in, in uh, mm-hmm. Christianity and in, in politics is that I do believe that if you rationally look at um, certain beliefs in Christianity, like you should not murder, you know, mm-hmm. and what God says in the Bible about about mm-hmm. you know children in the womb, it's very clear that you can't be a, you can't be pro choice and be a Christian. It just doesn't yeah, work I don't think out. Yeah, so I think Exodus is pretty Exodus twenty is clear that that God has given us life. God is. Has knit us in our womb, yeah. And to take a political party and sort of wave that flag in the front of, in, in, in the face of God, and say, "Well, God, I understand. I'm a Christian, but I'm I'm also this party." As if being a political party has as much weight as being part of the same team of God. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. And you, and you can't do that. I think that as Christians, we are to study Scripture. We are to know our faith, know yeah. the basis of our faith. And I'm not saying pick one side over the other just because there's better memes or better yeah. Instagram photos for it. What I'm saying is take the side that most aligns with fight. Yeah. And and to be honest, I what I wanna I mean I wish I can say in a sense it sounds nice to say like, oh you can be a Christian and just believe any political view. Like they're totally separate. Like so to an extent there are certain things that I believe that are pretty separate like maybe fiscal policy financial you know things that you believe about taxes or something like that like as a christian there might be things that in politics that you can be either left or right about you know but i think that for the most part there are there are things in our faith if you study the bible consistently and truthfully that you'll find like certain ideas don't work well with certain other political ideas mm-hmm. but what I would want to say and point out is that we do see that Jesus was very apolitical. He tried to avoid that. So when we try to, what I think is wrong is when we try to make, you know, something in politics about salvation. To you know, there's there's nothing political that you have to believe to be saved. Totally you know what I mean? And Absolutely. people act like that. They act like, like it has. It it just doesn't. God, Jesus was not concerned. People say Jesus was a socialist. Jesus had no interest in getting involved in politics in that in that sense. He was interested in the kingdom of God, you know. So keep that in mind, but also study the word very strictly and, and look at what things. I can't say what they all are. I think abortion is one for sure. We can look at and say, 
you're a Christian, I don't see how you can be consistently, rationally a pro-choice person. Okay. You know? I, I, think, I think also that um, one important thing that we must um, cement in our hearts is if the Bible is not your final authority and you claim to be a Christian, then you're probably not a Christian. Yeah. Most of you are not a Christian or what. When the Bible becomes your final authority, it is no longer yourself you quote, but God you're quoting. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that takes a different avenue, a different role, because no longer is it a self-serving, but Christ-serving. So with this coming to an end, uh, Josh, man, it was an amazing uh, opportunity to have you here. I wanted to ask you a question here, and you could definitely expand. And um, I'd like for you to expand. I'd like for you to touch bases uh, Talk to those who are, who are listening here. What would you encourage other Christians through this conversation between philosophy and Christianity? How would you encourage them as far as looking into philosophy, not fearing philosophy, not being persuaded away from Christianity? Yeah, I mean, I think that we should start first foremost with our faith in God and and the truth. Two things, the truth and that's those are two things that are, I think that are so valuable in our Christian faith. Like because God is truth, right? God is God is the epitome of wisdom. There's no lie within God. If God is truth, right? Why are we afraid to look for these to answer look through these questions? Why are we afraid of we shouldn't as Christians if the truth is on our side? There's nothing to be afraid about. And that's why I say, like, if you're a Christian, and it's vital because there's people who are listening. There's people who are, who want to hear the answers. I can say before I was a Christian, I would listen to those conversations and say, like, oh, man, like, that Christian doesn't know what he's talking about. Or that person looks like they got beat in that conversation. It's not about winning arguments. It's about winning people. That's what Winning Craig says. So we should, you know, follow the word, you know, that says that we should have an answer for our faith. Don't be afraid of the truth, and if you're if you have questions, be humble. If you don't know, say I don't know. Pray, ask for for wisdom, and pursue the truth to strengthen your own faith, but also to help win souls for God's kingdom. Absolutely, and I, I agree with that. I believe that First um, Peter, I believe two. No, First Peter. Three fifteen. Three fifteen. I think. Right. So, it yeah. says, "As sanctify the Lord in your heart." Right. And to sanctify means to Lord, I. Clean my heart of any uh, ego, jealousy, envy of any boastful of trying to win an argument. And it says that have a reason for the hope that is in you. So it, it tells us to not just be brainless and, and dig our heads into the sand, but it tells us to push for knowledge and educating ourselves and yeah. to give a defense for our faith. And, and also in, in Jude 1 3, it tells us to, to contend for the faith. It's just like a, a boxer would contend yeah. and pack yeah. out for his wins. And, and so don't feel that you're too old or you're too young and someone is more wise because they have an education or diploma or whatnot. Be encouraged by this conversation. Um, I've never studied philosophy, so it's definitely always a, a privilege to listen to a, a brother here and just gain something, gain something new. And so I, I wanted to share that with you guys and I, I'm so glad you guys are here to um, listen. Um, if you guys can please like, share, uh, comment, on Anchor or App or any podcast app. You can also um, check out Del Gloria Art on Instagram. He's definitely selling a lot of great um, merchandise and Christian clothing and Christian um, merchandise. So give him a, a check out on Instagram. And with that being said, guys, thank you. Uh, may the Holy Ghost and may the Spirit of God in Christ guide you and 
May you guys pursue truth.